everybody, and welcome back to The One Thing Podcast. I'm Chris Dixon. Here at The One Thing, we're on a mission to transform how people view, set, and achieve their goals. And here on The One Thing Podcast, we talk to purpose-driven people that can prioritize the things that matter most and live a life of productivity towards the goals they have set for themselves so they can achieve extraordinary results. If you're interested in living the one thing in your life and learning how you can leverage purpose, priority, and productivity to achieve extraordinary results for yourself or for your organization, visit theonething.com to learn more. April of 2023 is a special month for us here at The One Thing because it marks the 10-year anniversary of the release of The One Thing book. And we're going to be doing a few special things here on The One Thing podcast to celebrate the 10-year book anniversary. And this week's episode is particularly special because we have the author, Gary Keller, and the co-author, Jay Papazan, on to talk about what their experience has been like over the last 10 years since they wrote the book. They have some really great conversations reflecting on how priorities change, the perception of what living the one thing is versus the reality of what they meant when they wrote the book. The importance of asking big questions like who am I and what do I want and who am I willing to become in order to achieve this thing that I want someday in the future. How to implement a domino effect in your life by asking big questions and then going small in the actions that you take day after day. I especially enjoyed their conversation about the pursuit of mastery and what it means to focus on one thing at a time over time to create extraordinary success in your life. So enjoy this conversation with the author, Gary Keller, and co-author Jay Papazan as they talk about their experience since writing the book 10 years ago. All right, Gary, this is kind of exciting. I mean, you look up, it's flown by, but it's actually been 10 years since The One Thing was published. That's crazy. Isn't it? I know, I know. I I cannot believe it's been 10 years. Yep, and uh, April 1st. yesterday. 2013 to April 1st, 2023. 10 years is just crazy. But how long did it take us to write the book, though? It was about four and a half years. Yeah. From beginning to end or? From the very beginning, when you wrote that essay, Uh right? Remember, we a lot of people don't know the story. We were um, working on a course, um, and it was on how much an agent would have to sell in order to get their first assistant. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to bring some inspiration to it. And you went home over the weekend and wrote an essay called The Power of One. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Showed up on Monday. We're looking at it. And I said, Gary, you know, this feels like it could be a book. And you're like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. And off we ran Yeah. to write a book on focus until we got distracted. <laughs> so you're saying we got distracted on the way to writing a book about focus. So it took four and a half years. Well, the Great Recession. That's probably happened. right. The Great Recession happened. Yeah. And you looked up and said, I don't think this is our one thing right now. And we stopped and wrote shift in about six months. Yeah, that's right. So we had to interrupt it to do our one thing yeah. for there the company. Go. We were there. Well, it's a good and example of focus. To it. But we had um, Vicky, um, Kyla, we had two researchers that yeah. stayed on it while yeah. we had to go do our duty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, we read the book on focus and got distracted. We got it distracted out okay. along the way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ten years ago, I, I, it's like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you know, the interesting thing is, of course, I my office is uh, and conference room is is where we did a lot of that work. And so, for me, in some weird way, I've been living the thoughts and ideas and the experiences of writing that every day for 10 years in some small way. It's really weird. 
Yeah, you can look at those bookshelves when we were chatting. I mean, one of the surprises is all the little kind of cul-de-sacs and avenues we had to go down, maybe for one sentence in the book. I remember I was chatting, like, we read at least three books just on the nature of time. Well, yeah, okay. So let, that's what it gets me. In I'm, case anybody I'm, doesn't understand our process, we we started with a premise. We laid out all of our thoughts around success and the role that focus played in that. And then we made a list and uh, we took that outline in a list and gave it to these wonderful two individuals to help us. And we said, prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. Give us every piece of information you can. Uh, but the very idea of focus and one thing at a time or one thing that matters more than anything else said, go prove us wrong. And right. they came back and I don't know how high that stack of research was, but it had to have been at least three feet high. Oh, yeah. And it was Easy. binders full of research papers. And it was crazy. The It took us months just to read through it. Yeah. In my mind, I say six months. I, mean, I don't know if that's accurate or not. But it was a long time to actually sit there and, and, and force ourselves to read all of that and sift through it looking for the things that mattered that made, you know, and yes. And, you know, the thing that I was sharing with you just before we came on, the thing that that I didn't get and understand was the 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 trails we were going to go down, the avenues we were going to follow, the the subjects we were going to have to unlock to fully have a conversation around achieving your best life possible through focusing. Mm-hmm. And it, it right the book ended up when we were done with the original manuscript and put all that together. I what was the it was like four hundred and something pages, wasn't it? Yeah, um, our publisher at the time, Ray Bard, he goes, "Hey guys, I'm going to put this simply: if someone buys a book called The One Thing, they don't expect a doorstop. We need to cut some of this." <laughs> I remember that. Well, you know the the title, the working title wasn't the one thing. The working title was the success habit. And we kind of went down this road for a long time, calling it that. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How? Do you remember how we we left that and said, "Nope, we're going to call it the one thing." My memory was we called it the power of one or one, and then some people thought if I saw that title, I might think it was a religious book. Uh, like, yeah. okay, that's not what we're going for. Yeah, and then it became the one thing, and then. When we stumbled into this idea of selected discipline, right, and ha- the power of habits, the success habit showed up. Yeah. And we went to Book Expo with our publisher, and here are all the people that buy business books for every bookstore in the world. And he started to, he had two book covers, one that said the success habit and one that said the one thing. It said, which one do you want on your bookshelves? And I think 73% said they wanted the success habit. And I remember sitting in that room. I remember exactly where I was on the building. And Ellen Marks was in there with us. And um, you just kind of shook your head. Like, it was almost disappointing because your gut was telling you the one thing was the right thing. And I was fully on board with it, too. But the data was saying, don't do that, guys. Well, the I know that's funny, isn't it? The I think the the way you and I kind of played it was we we actually played the focusing game and we said, what's the one thing we want the reader to get mm-hmm. from this book? And it was if you could only get one thing from the book, if you got the focusing question, then everything else in the book makes it easier or unnecessary to hit your goals. 
Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash O-N-E-5-0 and use code O-N-E-5-0 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Absolutely. Right. I mean, they can't see it if they're just listening to this, but the back of the book, I mean, instead of testimonials and everything else, because that was our guiding light, if they got one habit from the book, it was to ask the question, what's my one thing? Yeah. We put that on the back cover, giant question mark. Um, I don't remember, as Ray, Ellen, somebody in the room said, and I got to tell you, the success habit, I love the sound of that, but it kind of sounds hard. Yeah. But I want to know what the one thing is. And that... I played on that for a long time because it was a little provocative. It draws you in. It makes you want to pick it up. And some people skeptically, what do you mean one thing? That's ridiculous. But then they pick it up and then you get to start the conversation. Well, we had a lot of people write some pretty scathing uh, remarks around this idea of there's no way it can be one thing. And you and I would privately chuckle because we would go, clearly they didn't read the book. Right. There's no way, because we never said there was simply one thing. We said it was one thing at a time, mm-hmm. right? It's the pyramid of priorities. And if you understand the pyramid of priorities, you understand that one knocking down one domino leads to knock, easier knocking down another, knocking down another, knocking down another. And that's how big success happens, one domino at a time. And we, we would read these reviews and we would go, there's no way they actually read the book. Yeah, there's, there's no way they they didn't they didn't may not have even opened it up, right? Uh, you want, and I wanted to respond, right? I wanted <laughs> I actually wanted to hop on Amazon or get out my 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 pen and come back and go hold it just a second. Did you even read it? And I, you taught me off the ledge multiple times. Thank you. Yeah, but we got like ten thousand five star reviews now, so I think the votes are in. I'm happy with that. Um, the I remember at one point um, because I'm a nerd. We looked at all the language and all the one, the five star reviews and all the one star reviews, and they were the same thing. Mm-hmm. That it's a simple message, and some people thought it's a simple, uncomplicated message was a bad thing. They expected it to be have a lot more moving parts, but for the vast majority, they liked like okay, you're trying to make one very clear point, and you're surrounding it with the relevant points. But I thought that they all had the same language in common. And I was like, okay, you don't win with everybody. For some people, that's not what they're looking for. But thankfully, 3 million readers and running, 42 languages and running. Yeah, um, The book has been speaking to people that were at a time in their lives where I think a lot of people were overwhelmed. Our book came out just a few years after smartphones were in everybody's hands. Oh. I always think of that as the lucky <laughs> coincidence of our timing as people were starting to lose the walls between work and home life. Well, time out that... I think that we may still have lost those walls. Uh, 
you know, I don't know how well we did solving that problem, uh, right? Phones seem to be attached to our hands and, you know, more than ever. But yeah, the timing was good. But the, the problem is age old. I mean, yeah. the, you can go, I'm sure we could go back to the very beginning of time when someone wakes up and says, what do I do? Right. Right. What should I do? And the reason why the book got deeper is because you can ask that question, but if you don't know who you are, if you haven't unpacked at some level and been able to answer the question, well, who am I? Who do I, or who am I and becoming? And, and what would that look like? If, what would the vision of that look like? If you don't have a sense of who you are and who you're becoming and how your life is unfolding, you won't be able to line up any dominoes because you won't know, you, you won't, right, start with the end in mind. You know, uh, Covey got that right. Start with the end in mind and work backwards to the first thing. And if you don't have the sense of who you are, who you want to be, what your life wants to be about, what does it look like over time? How do you work back to know what the first domino is, Jay? You can only, <laughs> you can follow the approach, but it's not taking you anywhere that you want to go. Right. right? So right. it is a, a way to get those things faster and more assuredly, but you have to know the end point is what you're saying. And that was my biggest surprise, Gary. Like when we talk about what we've learned in the last 10 years is we struggled because we had the word success and the, the subtitle. And mm. like us, we had to define it. So we're going to put it way out there. This book is about the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary success. What do we mean by success? Is it money? Is it gold medals? Is it whatever? And we agreed that it was getting what you want. Well, getting results. So we changed it from success to the word results. There we go. That was in the process. There we yeah. go. But the, you, you look up and you're like, well, success is there. If it's getting what you want, I think what surprised me is how few people are really clear about what they want, which is your point. Yeah, I don't think that, um, I, I think it's underestimated. Yeah. And a lot of people, again, we've, again, we've spent 10 years having this conversation with people. And plus, as you and I do, we practice what we preach. So having this conversation between us. Mm -hmm. And that is, people really don't spend enough time, Jay, asking the question, who am I and what do I want? That seems very fairy to them. It seems like a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'll go grab a cool one and, and vegetate on it for five minutes. But other than that, it feels very fairy. And I'm just going to go live my life and see what happens. And big lives don't get led that way unless you're lucky. They, right. they just don't. The, big, the biggest lives uh, lived on the biggest stages, having, you know, the, the probably living life to its absolute fullest comes from some level of awareness or an agreement with yourself about who you are, who you're willing to become, mm -hmm. what would that look like, and what would I need to be doing today to make sure that I have a chance to get anywhere close to that. And that's kind of why the, the book itself kind of gets longer, right? Because you could just go and say, here it is, it's a chapter, ask this question, and then go live your life. Well, okay, well... It's a, it turns out to be a little deeper than that. But, you know, here we are 10 years later, and I, I, I work with a lot of people sometimes in just a 30-minute conversation or sometimes over years, and it always comes back to this issue of, well, who are you? Mm -hmm. who, are you who are you willing to become, and what would that look like if we go off into the future? What is, tell me what that looks like. 
so we can work backwards and ask this question. And I'm telling you, people still struggle really mightily with being willing to commit. <clears throat> and I think it, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that it, it it's because people still struggle with their own self-image and self-worth and believing that thinking big is actually a real thing that has real outcomes. I think most people, if you really got down to it, would reveal that they don't really believe that this process is going to lead them to a life that's bigger than Mm -hmm. what they currently have. That's what I believe. I agree with you. What's funny is like so many of the opportunities that we've had to go into corporations and big companies, the person at the top, the founder, the CEO, read the book in the airport, and they're going, they've done that already. They've lived what you described. And like, well, this is actually exactly how it happens. And they become the proponent of trying to spread that message to more people. I'll tell you this, like the, we talked about the hockey stick, the dominoes, they get bigger. And then there's this long period of time where you're doing your one thing and it doesn't look like anything's happening. And then things happen so fast, it can be a little scary for some people. Um, It's a common theme out there. Like a lot of people give up before the results start to kind of become a cycle and kicking in in their favor. Well, that's right. Well, That's why they think it doesn't work. Yeah, most, well, because most people live very big in the now. Mm -hmm. So the questions they ask are big questions in the moment, but they're small questions for the future. Whoa, that's heavy. Yeah, but 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 that's what happens, and mm. you can see it. And they believe they're asking the biggest question of themselves today, and what they realize, that's the littlest question they could be asking as it relates to 5, 10, 20 years from now. Like, what am I going to do today? Well, okay, what am I going to do today to have the most fun I could ever have in my life? Okay, that's a big question for today. But that's not the question you ask. If you want to be asking in five years, three years, 10 years, whatever in the future, Mm -hmm. what would be the biggest experiences I could have? Because if you spend all your time having your biggest experience in this moment, you probably will never have the biggest experiences you can in life. Right. Because it's it's too short-term of thinking. That's right. Um, Well, because it doesn't line up anything. It doesn't line up anything. Doing that doesn't necessarily line up anything. Could, but it doesn't necessarily do that. When we wrote about goal setting to the now in the book, you know, um, we were going back and forth around goals. And I remember you were like, the only reason we have goals is to be appropriate in the moment. Right. And then you you start to unlock, like, if I want to be somewhere really significant in five or 10 years, because that's where I want my life to go, the challenge a lot of people have is they don't know how to behave this week. That's right. Whereas if they want to do something really big this week, I want to make 10 widgets this week, more than anyone's ever made. They kind of can figure that out because the time frame is in a week. Right. And so giving them a process to work back from a big goal, which I think is one of the biggest gifts like you can give a child is how do you dream big and then kind of know how to act this week or this month or today. But that was that was a big key. And I think that's a skill that can be learned to unlock what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I look, I think the book does a good job of explaining that. I think most people, uh, unfortunately, they, they ask big questions of themselves today, but they don't realize that, that that's, that's not really the, the life-unlocking way to think about it. The life-unlocking way to think about it is, what do I want down the road? 
and how do I work backwards? And what they'll find is, is when they do that, the, the big question they were asking today is the wrong question. Yeah. It might be sending them in the wrong opposite direction. Um, most, most of the time it would. And you had a lot of people that are trying to get wealthy today instead of being wealthy down the road. And by the way, getting wealthy down the road, being really wealthy, financially wealthy, for mm-hmm. as an example, down the road, it's a different question today. Right. I mean, it, it, that Now, by the way, you will get wealthy today, but if your goal is to be your wealthiest, mm-hmm. then that's not it. It's, it's, they're not going to be the same. They're not going to be exactly the same question with the same activities, Jay. That's the problem. It simplifies it in some ways when you take the big frame of time and the big goal because there's not a lot of options. Well, And a lot of the things you have to do, you just have to do that thing over and over, and it magnifies over time, that, well, that compounding. Well, here would be a good example. And a good example, I'm, I'm just going to use money because it's an easy grab. Yeah. Um, the, <clears throat> if I want to be the wealthiest I can today, that's a different question and different activities uh, than will be needed for me to be the wealthiest I can be in the future. Right. They're I completely different. Job income today. Yeah. Well, I can also buy something, flip it, and have the money and go, right. wow, look how much money I made today. And you say, now, cool. Now you're going to have to reinvest it. What are you going to do? Right. Right. And so, anyway, I, I think, again, because people are not, you know, I, for me, when anyone asks me to help them, the first thing I say is, well, tell me who you are and who are you becoming, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll say it a hundred different ways, but that's essentially the message. And then I'll say, well, so, and they said, sometimes they'll say, what do you mean by that? And I will say, well, if we meet five years, 10, 10 years, three years, whatever down the road, and I go, man, how's things been? And you say, it's been amazing. And I say, well, tell me what, tell me what that is. Tell me, Tell me about your amazing partnership or marriage. Tell me about your amazing uh, business or your amazing amazing personal accomplishments. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that in over that period that you mastered at such a level, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it takes time and a little space to do that, and people are really busy. They're not prioritizing that activity of asking and answering that question. Yeah. So it's, it's one of the reasons is because we're not – I don't mean this is criticism, but it's an observation that most people are not a students of um, the secrets of success or the steps to success or what causes success. And what causes massive success is hyper-focus mm-hmm. on, on the right thing. Right. Right. Because if, in fact, you, you become a master or uh, develop a, a, an above-average ability at something, it unlocks everything else and it lays the foundation for the next thing and the next thing. But they don't do that, right? I can't tell you how many times I've sat with people and I've said, well, have you mastered that yet? Hmm. And, and, and they'll go, well, no. And, and then I'll ask, well, why are we talking about anything else? Right. right? If, you're gonna, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna unlock your potential, that always comes from being a master at something, not just good at it. Right. Ma- I'm talking about freaking mastering it, where you are that person. And I would say, I would look at my own life and say, um, you know, I came out, I, I went to real estate industry out of college, and 
and I thought of I thought of real estate because of that as a career, as a mm-hmm. profession, as a, a lifelong pursuit, business pursuit, right? And I looked around me, and what I noticed is that people were not committed <clears throat> to being their best. Mm-hmm. They were chasing short-term goals. And I would say that short-term goals are awesome, and you have to have them, but they should be connected to the ultimate outcome. Right. And I don't believe that—I I didn't experience that. And so I looked up, and I said, holy cow, if I just stay in this business— and I focus on mastery, mm-hmm. right? Then all doors open up for me, if, right? And I, I've lived that life at age 65 today. I've lived that life. And I can absolutely say with certainty, that's true. Yeah. I think a lot, it comes back to that faith issue because it takes a while for the extraordinary results to show up. A lot of people abandon and think they need to try a new course. That's right. And they um, give up fast. Someone um, came up to me at an event and they were talking about they had these businesses and they wanted all these other things. And I just, I went back to right what you're saying. It's like, can you make this first thing really, really extraordinary and mm-hmm. see if that doesn't make that possible? Yeah. And he couldn't understand it. And so I cheated. I used you. I said, when you were in high school, you wanted to be a rock star. I did. You looked up and you're like, maybe dreamed of being on the big stages and all of those oh, yeah. things, but thought, you know what? I don't know that I'm committed enough or good enough, whatever that was. So you yeah. went to college, became a real estate agent. Yeah. Well, guess what? You mastered that. I did. And just a few weeks ago, you were on stage in front of about 11,000 people because of that. Playing the guitar. That's right. With amazing musicians. and With my own band. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're not just anybody, right? No, You've got, no. So, but, that, but that's what happens. And they don't, for them, they say, oh, so if I am really successful, now all of those other things become possible because of what I've done. Well, master, mastery is going to help you in a couple of ways. Number one is it's going to make you a fascinating person, an interesting person, mm-hmm. because you've journeyed the battles of, of, of doing something really, really, really well. Number two, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to teach you things that make you wise. And you're, you're just going to have a certain amount of wisdom that's going to be wiser or, or have more depth to it than the normal person uh, who isn't trying to master something, right. so you 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 sh- you you show up with these attributes that make you make you interesting. They give you uh, immense wisdom, mm-hmm. and oh by the way, you're going to maximize your financial potential. It's also going to give you the most amount of money that you are capable of earning through doing that. That's going to unlock doors. So for me, that's what happened. It it un- it unlocked all of those doors for me, and so. I've got these amazing musicians who I, I pinch myself and I go, I can't believe I'm on the stage playing guitar with, you know, with that individual over there singing or playing drums or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and you text the Dibby Brothers, happy birthday and weird stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we were we were trying to learn China Grove and um, my guitar the, our band leader, who's also my guitar teacher, goes, uh, he stops the band and he goes, I don't think you're playing that right, Gary. And I, I've listened to that song, China Grove, in my head since I was in high school. Right. And I've been strumming that that way for, okay, 40 years, right? Almost whatever, 40 something years. And uh, yeah, more than 45 years. And, and God, that sounds horrible, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I really, and I kind of got miffed at him. Because he goes, you don't hear that E in the bass? And I went, no, I don't. 
So what you're alluding to is, is that uh, Tom Johnson of the Doobie Brothers is just a wonderful human being uh, and, and has, has become a, a, a dear friend. Um, I said, well, let's just ask the guy that wrote that, that song. And so I texted him. And uh, I get a video back. Uh, he said, I'm on the road. You know, you know, a few days later, I get a video back. He's in his uh, fluffy slippers, which I told him I'll never get that out of my mind. Now that I've <laughs> seen you in fluffy slippers. And he's got an acoustic guitar. He goes, here's how it goes. I was wrong. My guitar teacher was right. Right. But the whole story is emblematic of, on that journey, what you can attract to you. And I think a lot of people, they say. Well, because, can I interrupt? I'm sorry. Yeah. Because people that are on the road to mastery recognize others who are on their the mastery puts you in a master class. Yeah. If you get my point, it puts you in a class of masters. And even though you've all mastered different things, you all understand the journey of mastery, what it takes, what, right. It, it just puts you in a different room. That's all. I think one, people think it's unpleasurable. It is hard work, but if you read enough about it and you go down that journey, there is real fulfillment in that journey of mastering something, right? That last 10% or whatever it is, is so rewarding and people underestimate that. And I also like, people ask me like, how do you get mentors? And like, I was just unlocking it while you were talking. I think the people that you attract that will help you get there faster, recognize that you're not just seeking the outcome, that you're seeking this mastery too. Mm -hmm. That's recognizable. And then they want to invest in you more. So it's like, it's an amplifier because people, they recognize not just other masters, but people on the path to mastery and will invest in them. Yeah, the, leading, your, leading your best life and, and getting to the outcomes or the life that you want to lead uh, be, be, begins with a concept that you and I have just kind of hijacked and said, that's mastery, right? Mm -hmm. I want to I get here uh, in the best possible way. And that means I have to work backwards and I have to know what's the next step. And I have to get that, I have to do that, and then I have to do this, and then I have to do this, and then I have to do this, and I'm going to knock those down. So mastery is really what is, mastery is the result, right? if you will, of being on a focused path uh, on something. Yeah. You're trying to be your best, and you're willing to adopt the models of the best to get there. Yeah, you know, the, the thing is, is that we, we use a lot of business examples, but this applies in your personal life. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it applies. Um, we have a dog. Mm -hmm. And I ask this question, how, how do I need to behave and what do I need to do with this dog to have the best experience I could possibly have and for the dog to have the best experience they could possibly have, right? And I ask that question, right? So when I get home... Because I play, I live this, right? And I ask that question, what's the one thing I can do when I first get home? Such as doing it, everything is unnecessary. And by the way, my wife loves me, but the dog gets to me first. That's right. And she comes and she wags and her butt rat wags and she's jumping in the air. And the one thing I can do is take a moment, be present, get down on the floor with her. And for as long as she's not bored, mm -hmm. we play. Right. And then we, by that time, Mary realizes I'm home. I get up. And the one thing I can do, such so by doing it, everything is easier and necessary, is I can hug and kiss my wife. Mm -hmm. And I can say, How are you? And I can be present. And don't worry about me or what, what I'm going through or anything else in that moment. Simply be with her in that moment where she is. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're going back to the what you were saying earlier. A lot of people like, how can it just be one thing? <laughs> and but if you ask the question and the things, the areas of your life for the people and the animals in your life that matter, you kind of figure out what your one thing is in the moments that matter with them. That's right. And that's really the whole point. Like that is. I'm I'm coming home, right? Whoever greets me at the door first, what's the one thing I can do, right? That to be present and aware, whatever that is, and that. Yeah. Being appropriate in the moment. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about this book or this idea, and that is, it is the oversimplification of a complicated world. Yeah. And a lot of people dismiss that. They want things to be complicated. They want it to be complex, right? You could go to the bookstore or go to Amazon, and there's a gazillion books written on every subject, right? Yeah. There there are how many books written on habits, and all the habits I need to acquire to be successful. And I, and I think to myself, am I just weird? Because I'm overwhelmed by all this information and I'm overwhelmed about all the things I need to know to have a big life. And so for me, and I'm not dissing the books that we write or books that anyone else writes, because I, you and I love to read and yeah. we love to learn from others. So we, we're the biggest advocates of of reading and learning from others. But but I had to ask myself this question, my gosh, if I distilled all this down to something I can get, oh, I can grab and, and hold on to and, and build my life, uh, and I don't have to master all these other things, what would it be? The answer is just master the moment. Yeah. The, the answer was um, figure out who you, what you want or who you want to be. Work your way backwards and ask the question, what's the one thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like learning to play the guitar. What's the one thing I need to learn right now such that by learning it, it unlocks the next thing that I would need to learn? If I don't unlock this one, I can't do the next one. Now, it's really boring in that moment. Yeah, because you were playing those blues scales forever. Minor blues. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over and over and over and over again because for me, I... I can do that one thing and I can learn to do that well enough that if you give me a certain, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just a good guitarist, um, but you give me on the way to mastery, but I'm on the 200 year plan uh, (laughs) because I don't have the time and that's not what I sell to master and mastering the guitar, just a sidebar, mastering the guitar was not something that I ever was in touch with really wanting to do. Mm -hmm. So be, but being able to play the guitar well enough that I can be in an ensemble mm-hmm. and I can enjoy that moment with others. And I'm not, and I, and I, and I can carry I can carry a load, but I can't carry all of it. That was my goal. And you I accomplished clear that. about who you were wanting to become with a guitar in your hand. That's right. Right. And that's the whole key. It doesn't, you don't have to be Eddie Van Halen to be a happy guitarist. Well, what you, that's exactly right. Well, that was his one thing. Right. Okay. That wasn't my one thing. Um, uh, I, like you, like we discussed, I thought I wanted to do that. I got out of high school and discovered that I, I wasn't that good and I wasn't motivated to overcome it. I wasn't going to do like Eddie Van Halen and sit on the edge of my bed for six to eight hours at a time and do that. I, that's not me. But what I did discover is I was willing to sit for six to eight hours at a time and master real estate. There you go. And I don't know why. I don't know why I was drawn to that. I, I've never really thought about it, and I don't even care to ask. But I was because I noticed I was willing to do that. 
that that was fun for me. Didn't, didn't I needed to make money? But whether I made money or not, after a while, didn't really matter to me. Right. I just did it because I enjoy it. Right. That's what um, I've had a chance to. We've open, this book is open doors. Like I got a chance to sit in on Angela Duckworth's class on grit, and one mm-hmm. of the things she teaches is this principle. And she's like trying to teach these young people. While early in your life, go try a lot of things and pay attention to the things that you get lost in. Mm. Because that's where, like, you got lost in real estate. Why? Who knows? But you tried enough things because you you followed a lawyer around. You followed different professions. You found the thing. I did. Lucky for you early in your life that you could get lost in. And things that we can get lost in are the things that we will spend a lot of time on. And that leads to that mastery on its own. Now, you ask a bunch of kids today, they're going to say, well, I really like to play video games. <laughs> they need to try a few more things, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. going to be their thing. Well, if they really master it. Right. If not, it becomes a hobby, and you need to find the thing that you're going to master. Yeah. And it's okay to have lots of hobbies, but you can't be the jack of all trade and master of none if you're going to lead your greatest life possible. That's right. You're just, it's not going to happen. So it's been, an, it's been an amazing journey living with this book, living with um, the experiences of others and helping them as best that, that we can um, unlock their potential by asking big questions of themselves and narrowing it down to a simple, small action step, right? It's think big, start small, right? And big things come from small done well. That's right. Right. I can't ask you any other questions. That's actually a perfect place to end because okay. that sums up the big idea that we started with. Thanks, Gary. And thanks again thanks, for Jay. inviting me on this journey. It's well, been a life changer for me and my family. Well, you're very kind, but the reality is we're partners. And I couldn't do this without you and you couldn't do it without me. So it's been a double blessing, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Yep. See you. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The One Thing Podcast. If you're a bold risk taker who wants to dream big and achieve a higher level of success in your life or business, visit theonething.com. There you'll find information on -on one-on-one coaching, our exclusive community membership program, and customized workshops that will help you get your team or organization aligned and rowing in the same direction. That's T-H-E, the number one, dot com to start living the life you've always dreamed of today. Be sure to follow the show to stay up to date on weekly episodes, guest interviews, and more. Plus, we would love to hear from you. Send us a voice note by going to speakpipe.com slash the one thing or email us at podcast at the one thing.com. We'll see you next week.